What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Mind Muscle Experience. My name is Tyler Egan, and I will be your host. This is the podcast to help you develop a healthy mind and keep your body aligned. Health is not just about a number on the scale or what you look like in the mirror. It is a condition of physical, mental, spiritual, and social well-being with the absence of disease, discomfort, and the ability to adapt to life's challenges with vitality and resilience. Here we'll discuss all of the ways you can optimize your mind, body, and soul. So please join me each and every week as we dive into all things health. If you'd like to help support the show, you can leave a rate and review on iTunes and Spotify. You can invest into your own health with any of the programs listed on my website, or you can please share the podcast with a friend or on social media. Be sure to tag me. All the links will be in the show notes. Now for today's topic of discussion, I'm going to dive deeper into how to begin to balance out your hormones. And in order for us to begin to balance out our hormones, we have to understand Let me actually take a step back. We don't have to understand anything. It's helpful to understand the importance of your circadian rhythm, your sleep-wake cycle, the natural internal clock that we all have within us that is uh, at its best when we are in rhythm with the sun. And I want to emphasize that you don't have to understand any of this to implement it and, and believe that it can help you. Um, but understanding it might help. So anyway, um, let's dive into this. Let's dive into it. So when we talk about balancing hormones, I think it's important to separate two different categories of hormones. So we have the hormones of our sleep-wake cycle, our 24-hour circadian rhythm, the hormones like cortisol, melatonin, leptin. These ones are, are going to be the ones that are really running the show. They're going to be the ones that really dictate how the other hormones are going to be influenced throughout the day. These ones are like master regulators of all the other ones. And so if we can understand these and we can dial these ones in, the rest of them will start to balance out. Now, of course, there's other nuanced things to it, but if we can get the main drivers in sync with the sun, we can really start to get a grip on balancing hormones. Um, If you would have told me this shit, a couple of years ago, I probably wouldn't have fully bought into it. And then I started to do it. And I'm like, holy, like I've noticed a huge drastic change in my hormonal health, my health as a whole, ever since I started to make some of these changes. And so we're going to dive deep into this stuff today. So get your notebooks out, get your notepads out. This is going to be a good one. So let's just start from um, midnight. Um, oh, wait, I never actually finished. <laughs> sorry. I never finished uh, talking about the other category. There's a, the 24 hour sleep wake cycle hormones like circa, uh, cortisol. Uh, melatonin and leptin, those things. And then there's the ones of our, our reproductive system. And so when we start to talk about things like menopause, uh, people will probably go to their doctor and get, uh, if it's blood work, you know, they'll be told that they have, you know, estrogen levels are too low, right? That's a, a natural occurrence that's occurring um, or progesterone, right? So these are, these are the hormones of our reproductive system. And they can be heavily, heavily influenced by the hormones of our 24-hour sleep. Words, Tyler. 24-hour sleep-wake cycle. And so that's um, those are the two categories. And and we want to dive into the sleep-wake cycle ones uh, because those ones are going to be there. It's going to have a downstream effect, right? So your lifestyle is going to affect the 24-hour sleep-wake cycle hormones, and then those hormones will then have a further downstream effect on the reproductive ones. 
And I'll give you some examples as we go along. So let's start by like identifying this like 24 hour ish sleep wake cycle. We're going to, we're going to go through like timing in here. And this is all like rough guesstimations. Um, this is not concrete. The way you live your life is going to dictate some things too. So just understand that these are not hard and fast times. These are just estimates. So let's start at midnight. You know, a new day occurs. It's the start of the day. We're all asleep. Around 2 a.m., we should be in the deepest part of our sleep. And deep sleep is super underrated when it comes to health. This is really where changes occur, like when you're burning fat, when your um, body is changing, when your brain is changing to maybe, I, you know, we've talked a lot about identity shift, like psychological things. This is where a lot of this kind of stuff is going to occur is in deep sleep. So if you want your brain to change, you want to think differently, you want to feel differently, like those changes are going to occur during deep sleep. Okay, so deep sleep, 2 a.m. Um, this is important because during this time period is when leptin is going to go up to your brain, signal to your brain like, yo, brain, we got body fat, we got this much body fat. So then according to the amount of body fat that we have on this skeleton, tomorrow we have to burn this much, this much energy, this many calories. And so what I'm essentially saying here is for all of you with slow metabolisms out there, this signaling is going to dictate the efficiency of your metabolism. I'm going to say that one more time. This signaling, leptin signaling at night in the deepest part of your sleep is going to dictate the efficiency of your metabolism. So maybe you don't have a slow metabolism. Rather, it's slowing down because you're not getting in into deep sleep, which can be disrupted from environmental things, the way you're living your life. And the cool thing about this, guys, is if it is something that you're doing, you can change it. And that is empowering as fuck. So we can change these things. Okay, so if we can get leptin reeled in, get into our deep sleep, we can start to get a reel on our slow metabolism. Okay, so then let's, um, so that's important to understand that that's when leptin signaling really is occurring. And then let's fast forward a little bit. Uh, around 4.30 a.m. is when we're at our minimal body temperature. And then around 6.45, 7 a.m. is when we get a sharp rise in blood pressure. So this sharp rise in blood pressure is also going to bring a spike in cortisol, which is also going to um, give you that alertness and wake you up, right? So like when you wake up, you're getting a release in cortisol, which is why you're getting that alertness, or which is why you're waking up, sorry, <laughs> which is why you're waking up. That alertness is what's waking you up. And so like as an example too, just to kind of, I guess I was going to give some examples as we go along here, to paint a picture for you all. If you're waking up in the middle of the night, it's because of cortisol. If you're waking up in the middle of the night, if you can't stay asleep, it's because of cortisol. And this is what I mean by these hormones, these 24-hour sleep-wake hormones are going to dictate so many things. We already talked about how leptin is going to control your, meta your metabolism, right? Cortisol, if left to its own devices, can wreak havoc on your sleep which can wreak havoc on the rest of your hormones, testosterone levels and all the things. Okay, so um, so rise in blood pressure, rise in cortisol, rise in alertness, get you out of bed, all the things, right? And then around 7.30, the secretion of melatonin ceases. So that's what's gonna stop you from being sleepy anymore, right? Because melatonin is that hormone that is released in the later part of the day that tells us when we're tired. Okay, and then around 8.30, intestinal movements begin and um, the secretion of testosterone is at its highest. Okay, so cortisol releases first thing in the morning, um, and then it, 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 it reaches its peak, and then it starts to come down throughout the day. So in the afternoon, you probably won't feel as alert, as sharp, and that's because cortisol is coming down. 
Okay, <clears throat> now around 2.30, 2.30 p.m., roughly speaking, we are actually the most coordinated. Our coordination and our reaction time is at its best. So this, if you guys can swing it, would be the best time to work out. One, your cortisol levels are going to be high because it's the middle of the day, so it's gonna play into that. Um, now I understand people have work and life and shit, so yeah, do whatever you have to do. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, and then around 6.30 p.m., you know, cortisol still coming down, cortisol still coming down. Around 6.30 p.m., our blood pressure is at its maximum, and 7 p.m., our body temperature is at its maximum. Okay, and then around 9, melatonin will begin to release. And so it's really that's really dictated by when the, the sun goes down, ultimately. That's why I'm saying these are rough guesstimates. It'll change by the time of the year, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so around the time melatonin is released is when intestinal movement stops. That's when your intestinal tract will stop all of the movement of food and stuff like that. And so that's why when we talk about some of these, these, these things, understanding what's happening internally with your body, internally with your body, can help you navigate how to set up your days. And we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that in a minute. Um, so what does all this mean, right? So, okay, we, we know we gotta get into our deep sleep. Okay, we know cortisol is on a spike first thing in the morning, so that's normal. It's like not, not, it's not, not a thing. Um, we know that intestinal moving will start in 8.30, coordination 2.30, uh, body temperature, all the things. So like how can we start to understand how to use this? Well, you wanna utilize this information in a way that of course will help your hormones but also work within the context of your life. Um, so again, like I said, working out at 2.30 in the middle of the day would probably be the best for most of us but can we all do it? No. So what can you do? That's really what comes down to that. Um, when we talk about balancing our hormones out, what we want to do is make sure cortisol isn't spiking around the times of melatonin being released, okay? So later into the evening. If cortisol starts to disrupt that release of melatonin, it's going to mess with your sleep, your sleep cycle. It's going to mess with your sleep. And that's one of the most important factors to understand right there. Let's remove working out and all the other things I said for a minute. Cortisol um, affecting melatonin release. If you get a spike in cortisol at 9 p.m., you know, when you're normally winding down. Then melatonin doesn't get released. And then you never get into your deep sleep. And then leptin never signals to your brain, which never regulates your metabolism. So why is all this important? Because now, just from a little bit of cortisol spike at the end of the day, everything's jacked up. And then the next day, you wake up and you're really sleepy because you didn't get a good sleep that night, right? So you have a cup of coffee, um, you check your phone first thing in the morning, you watch TV, check the news, and then you head off to work. And so why is all that important? Well, because if you're using coffee to wake up and you're checking your phone before you're even looking at the sunlight, this is gonna dictate to your body a completely different thing. So the blue lights in our phones will tell your body that it's the it's midday because the sun emits the same blue light around midday. And so now your body thinks it's midday. So it starts pumping out cortisol accordingly, but you just got up. Not to mention the coffee alone will release enough cortisol to take over the world. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it, it releases more cortisol than your body may be that may be necessary first thing in the morning, all because you couldn't get into sleep. 
that deep sleep, right? And so, well, we got to go backwards now. What caused the spike in cortisol at night? Maybe it's your phone again, right? That blue light, that blue light can certainly do it. Maybe it's something with your family, your kids, whatever it is. What we have to do is start to set up systems around these things. And so first things first, let's start from the top of the morning again, because everything is dictated by the morning. Wait to have coffee, wait to have caffeine. Wait until after your first meal, or at least like 90 minutes to two hours. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, because I hear people, I hear the voices in my head, <laughs> but I heard this person say this thing, and I heard this. There's going to be a million opinions about this on the internet. I can tell you that right now. There's going to be a million opinions about this on the internet. Some people will say you don't have to wait that long. Other people will say you do. Ultimately, it's going to come down to a trial error. If you've heard a, a bunch of other opinions and you don't want to just take mine for what it is, that's fine. It's going to be a trial and error, and you're going to have to really pay attention to what works for you. Now, on the other hand, we don't need caffeine to wake up in the morning. Your body has the ability to do that on its own, but it's going to take time for that to, that system to come back online. And so some of the habits you can start to do, and I would say start with a couple of these, start with one of these and just see what it does. Again, caffeine. Remove it until after your first meal if you're eating breakfast or wait in like two hours until you wake up, okay? Then what you wanna do is if you're gonna eat breakfast, make it a blood sugar-friendly breakfast, blood sugar-friendly breakfast. High protein, high fiber, high dietary fat. Good sources of all of these things. I did a whole YouTube video on um, this like last few weeks ago. And check out my YouTube channel if you want like sourcing of food and stuff. Um, and then last week I put up a YouTube video about how to start to shift your eating habits to healthier ones, how to come up with a meal plan for yourself and all the things. Um, so that's morning, right? Get your morning sunlight before you look at your phone. Morning sunlight before you look at your phone so you can get that internal clock set from the sunlight and not your cell phone, okay? Then, um, you know, get some light movement in. You know, if, if morning is the only time you can work out, then, you know, do what you gotta do. Uh, at the end of the day, there are ways to work around some of the unfortunate side effects of our day-to-day -day lives. But if you have to work out in the morning, work out in the morning. If not, just start the day with some light movement. Nothing crazy. You don't have to go break world records. But just get your body moving. Get blood circulating. circulating. Um, this will also help with the natural rise in cortisol so you don't need caffeine and stuff like that. Go for a 10-minute walk. It can be simple. Um, again, if you can... So a couple of things about midday. If you can, work out in the middle of the day. It's where it's gonna be your, your best bet, um, not just from like a physiological standpoint and what our body is, where our body is at its best, but just to play in rhythm with cortisol levels and the sunlight. Now, not everybody can do this. So again, do the best you can. Um, when it comes to meal timing, eating a higher carb lunch is gonna be a better bet because you have the rest of the day to burn some of those carbs off and use the energy instead of doing it at nighttime, which may keep you up. So if you want to, if, if, if you're someone who likes a high carb meal, do that midday. It's going to be your best bet. And then moving into the evening a little bit more, you want to, again, I'm talking ideal, perfect world here. We don't live in an ideal, perfect world. So you're going to have to take this within the context of your life and apply it where you can. Um, I do have coaching spots available if you want my help with this. Um, you can check out the link in the show notes 
for more on that, or you can reach out to me on my email or social media. So um, as we, we move into the evening, we really want to start to promote the down regulation of cortisol. So we want your body to not think it has to be in fight or flight. And so how do we do this? Well, getting into good routines getting into good routines. Now I know some of you have kids and that's a whole different animal in and of itself, but kids are humans too and their body will run on routines as well. And so if you become more routine, I would be willing to bet your kids will as well. And so, you know, whether it's cooking dinner is the the habit that starts the process of a habit chain, habit stacking of routine that starts to get you ready to unwind for the rest of the night, whatever it is, you want it to promote more relaxation and down regulation of your nervous system. We don't want cortisol to spike. So maybe it's like eat dinner, go for a walk, so the food can digest, um, watch like an hour TV and then shut your technology off like an hour or two before bed. So you're not getting that cortisol spike. Maybe it's read a book, maybe it's family time, you know, whatever it is for you guys. The objective is so that it is going to promote relaxation, down regulation of the nervous system. That way, when melatonin is released, like you can go to sleep and it's no problem. I can't tell you guys the last time I had a hard time falling asleep. Sometimes I'll lay in bed for five minutes because my thoughts are racing. I'll do a couple of deep breaths and I relax and bam, I'm out because I have a routine. I have a routine, right? Like the an hour minimum, like my laptop, iPad, phone, whatever I'm using gets shut off. Um, I will take a shower. I'll do the dishes because this allows me like reflect on the day. Um, and then I'll meditate, journal, and go to sleep. So it's like I'm I'm gradually easing into bed by doing things that are down regulating my body so that it doesn't spike cortisol. I have red light bulbs in, in my house. It looks ridiculous in here. I'm glad I live alone because most people probably wouldn't be cool with it. Your eyes like have to adjust. And so I'm doing all these things to promote my body to down regulate, right? Again, because again, like if you have low uh, estrogen levels or low testosterone levels, those are going to be heavily controlled by melatonin, cortisol, and leptin. And here's how. If your cortisol is spiked all day long, um, testosterone is, how do they phrase it? I can't remember the wording off the top of my head. But the reason men can handle stress theoretically more than women, regardless of what the stress looks like, is because of testosterone levels. Oh man, I'm totally drawing a blank on the word. It's going to bother me. But essentially, testosterone um, gives you the ability to handle more stress uh, without going into muscle breakdown. And so um, if your sleep-wake cycle is getting messed up, it's going to affect testosterone levels, men and women, because now you're stressed out more. Like your body has to be stressed out more because you're not sleeping. You're not recharging the old battery, you know? And so the body is a master of compensation. It will find a way to keep you going. It just will, no matter what you throw at it. No matter what you throw at it. I mean, think about the world that we live in today, guys. Think about the world we live in today. We, we're inundated with marketing telling us that we suck. We're inundated with processed food. And your body 
the human organism is still alive. It's still doing its thing. It is adapting to all the techno techno technological shifts that we have thrown at it. It's incredible. It's incredible. The human body is the, the most incredible thing on the, on the face of this earth, with the exception of me. I'm just kidding. Okay, that wasn't that funny. All right, anyway. But yeah, so we, if, if all of those other hormones will have a downstream effect, those, the 24-hour the sleep wake cycle will have a downstream effect on the rest of your hormones. So you get those dials in, dialed in, and then you can start getting into the nuanced approach of the, the you know, estrogens, the testosterone. It's like, how do I boost my testosterone? How do I boost my estrogen? Like, get your sleep wake cycle in order. So your your day-to-day -day life, get that in order. And then you can start fiddling with the nuances of, okay, so how can I start to elevate my estrogen levels? Well, you can try eating these food because they're high in phytoestrogens. Perfect. Give it a shot. How do I uh, raise my testosterone levels? Well, strength training will definitely help. So if you're not doing that, do that. Um, you know, sprinting has been shown to really help uh, with testosterone levels um but like there's other supplements you can explore there's other things in life like you could do cold cold water exposure you know a sauna stuff like that and then you can really start to get into the nuance the nitty-gritty of like how can i really get get that that next drop of testosterone out of my testicles <laughs> so um get your sleep wake cycle in order first and then you can start to getting into the nuances of the sleep wake cycle or of, i'm sorry the reproductive hormones like the progesterones the estrogens the luteinizing hormones all those things all right y'all i wanted to dive deep into that today i thought that was a good one so anyway i'm gonna wrap it up there everybody hope you guys took anything from the episode if you did you know what to do leave a rate and review on the itunes and the spotify um share the podcast with your friends on social media tag me if you took anything from it i'd appreciate that y'all i hope you have a kick-ass week and I'll talk to y'all later. Peace.